You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Yo, 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 everybody. We're back. Here we are. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And you're listening to the Take Him With You podcast, episode number 190. Ten more to go and we hit the big 200, everybody. So today on the program, we're going to be talking about the life of David in particular, this time about David and Goliath. What does it mean to us today? Oh, no, no. No, okay. Why would I be playing that particular band on today's episode? Because um, we're talking about giants. It's David and the Giants. David and the Giants. That's the name okay. of the band. Yeah, I I remember listening to them a long time ago, but... I really like David and the Giants. Yeah. One of my favorite bands. Yes, very it's cool. true. They've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I've got to talk to the guys one time. Cool. Yeah, I called them up. They had a phone number on their album. Called them up and talked to them. Awesome. They were in the studio that day. It was quite fun. Cool. Did you do an interview for the radio station you worked at at the time? Or no, I just had some questions about some of their songs and what they were talking about, so I called them. Cool. And they talked to me. Fun. So they were like normal guys, but they were great musicians. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah a lot of fun. So, uh, hello, everybody. Yeah. Hi, Aim. Hi, dear. You're kind of quiet tonight. Oh, I was, I'm just You don't have the microphone close enough to your face. I'm just caught up in our research for this episode. You're caught I, up in it. I am. I'm just like very intrigued. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. We're going to, today we're going to be talking about David and Goliath, the actual story from the Bible. We're going to talk about how it relates to our life and uh, some of the cool things and facts that you might not know about it. Mm-hmm. Could be very interesting. Plus, we've got other things to talk about, like the iPhone 5 and other cool things and music and all sorts of stuff. Cool. And tulips. And tulips and all kinds of flowers. But right now, mm-hmm. we're going to take a trip across the pond. All right. And we're going to play a promo from our good buddy, Meds, from the Waffle On podcast. He had a brand new promo for us. You ready? All right. Here it is. Ah, Taking With You, a podcast full of nostalgia and advice. Well, we do nostalgia in the form of talking about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or coffee, then why don't you come and listen to us? We're called Waffle On Podcast, and you can find us at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or on our main website, which is waffleon.podbean.com. And we would be honoured if you join us. I really like Meds. He's cool. 
Meds and Cal are fun. I just actually listened to one of their podcasts that was hysterical, probably not for everybody, but it had a lot of uh, questionable things in it. And and I only mean that for young ears because they covered Spinal Tap. And what's that? That's the movie about the heavy metal guys. You know, remember Lenny and Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley? Yeah. Lenny played the, the one of the guys in the band. And hmm. Spinal Tap is huge. It's a big comedy about heavy metal. Well, and if you're not the biggest fan of heavy metal... You're not talking you, close enough to the mic for some reason. If you're not a huge fan of heavy metal, would you still like it? No. Okay, I probably wouldn't like it then. No, you wouldn't like it anyway because there's a lot of stuff in it you wouldn't like. Okay. But I have to say, listening to Kel, Meds and Kel talk about it was hysterical. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I'll say about that. So uh, those of you that are into that kind of thing, you'd enjoy it. Those of you that aren't probably won't. But all I have to say is that Meds rocks. Okay. He's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. And he, he took a picture of a real TARDIS and put it on Facebook once. There isn't such a thing as a real TARDIS. Well, it was a police phone booth thing. You're still not talking. I don't know what it you're doing. It was a police phone booth thing from Doctor Who. He found a picture. Okay, but I'm, what I'm trying to say to you is there is no real TARDIS. They're bigger on the inside than the outside. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I get for you watching Doctor <laughs> Who now. I don't even know what she's talking about. <laughs> you were watching Little House on the Prairie Shush. today, and I was watching Doctor Who. There's just something wrong with this. <laughs> I need a drink. Give me something to drink. It's right behind you. Am I going to get it? Yeah. Okay. It's iced tea. We don't let Rick drink anything stronger than iced tea. <laughs> Maybe a Diet Pepsi. <laughs> Why is that? Because you don't need anything else that's stronger than that. Okay. Well, just make sure you talk a little louder because you're not. Well, I I've got you know. all the way cranked up and you don't have the microphone very close to you. Do you know why? No. Because you put this little furry thing on it and it tickles my nose. When I get close <coughs> to it, it tickles. Guess what I got to do this last week? What did you get to do this I got to be week? on a 24-hour potathon. Yeah, and you did some um, parodies, didn't Yeah, you? I'd already talked about it. Yeah. Last week. Fun. But I sure had a good time with it. I'm still thinking about it. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Wayne Emery, you're cool, man. Wayne is a good friend of mine from England. Mm-hmm. I have lots of good friends over I there think, now. I think I've emailed back th- and forth with I Wayne. think I need to go to England. I think we both need to go to England. we got to get our passports to do that, though. Yes. And probably a gig at doing a... Um, concert or something to over there to pay for the trip. Well, maybe you could talk like that and we could all hear you. Maybe you could do a concert wow, over there. You really are in the studio. And it would help pay for the trip. Thank you. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> well, if I do this then my my face is in this furry fluff and it tickles. Oh well. <laughs> we'll be right back and we'll talk about what, what happened at our house this last week. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Rick. And we're the hosts of the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. We're celebrating the original Battlestar Galactica series, and we're doing that by uh, watching an episode in total and commenting on it as it runs. And you know what's really fun about it is we're 
attempting to bring guest hosts in with us so that we can talk kind of like that mystery science theater kind of thing. And we sometimes we make a little fun of the episode, and sometimes we talk about how cool it is, so you just never know what you're going to get when you listen. Yes. So come and join us. We're on iTunes. You can find us by searching for Ragtag Fusion Podcast, and we're on the Stitcher Radio Network. You also can visit our cool website and make comments and have fun looking around in the officer's lounge and all that jazz by going to ragtagfugitivepodcast.com. You have our word as a warrior. Word as a warrior! Plank down your cubits and come on over and let's play a game of Pyramid, the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. Our first show is out and people have been listening. Well, I think you found out some amazing statistics, thanks to our friend Kenny from California. He said that you are, what, a hundred and... We have been in the top 200 podcasts on iTunes. I think 135 in the... In TV and film, and the highest we've gone up is to 61. Really? Wow. We've gone back and forth. I don't know, uh, and that's been for the last, well, since since it aired on Monday, Sunday afternoon, actually, because... Sunday afternoon turns into Monday elsewhere in the world, and that's why it started at that point. But uh, anyway, from for the last week, we've been in the top 200 of the iTunes, of the, the iTunes top 200 TV and film pot audio podcasts. Mm. Kenny told me, but I would have known otherwise. We would have had this all happen, and I would have never known. Well, that's fun. Yeah, so I think somewhere in the, like, couple of days into it we were actually had already had 400 or show, more shows downloaded so i don't really know what the complete statistics are because i didn't look at them lately but uh looks like it was fairly well received from everybody so that made me feel good yeah and, and i um had you look up some of our taken with you statistics people oh, have come yeah. to our website and we were pleasantly surprised there's quite a quite a good traffic yeah, yes, I guess people like what we're doing. I, we don't hear a whole lot from folks. Every once in a while we get a nice email. But um, I guess you just have to look at how many people are downloading it. And we're doing hundreds of gigs of transfer every month. So mm-hmm. I guess people are listening to it. Yay. Yeah, thank you everybody for listening to our program. We really appreciate it. Okay, so what did you have happened this week for you, my dear, at the mm. Moyer household? You can't, You don't remember? Well, you know, the gardening was kind of my highlight of this week. I got a bunch of tulips and and hyacinths and daffodils and And you can watch our video hyacinths. of it yep. at youtube.com slash Rick Moyer seven 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 and look for planting tulips with the Moyers. Mm-hmm. And we've got a five minute video that shows the cool patterns that Amy has has come up with for the tulips, and Jade, the wonder dog, catching the tennis ball. Mm-hmm. She tried to plant her tennis ball many times. Yeah, but that doesn't work very well. No, she kind of gets in the way. Yeah, she's lovable though. She is. She's the most affectionate dog I've ever owned ever. Very... I've only owned two dogs though. No, we've had more than that. Three, we've we've four. had three dogs since four. we've been married. Four. Four. Uh, that's true. One of them we didn't have very long because it was too hyper. It was, and it was right, yeah. It was a purebred Springer Spaniel that a friend gave us, and it was a puppy. And he, it, now it, I know why they call them Springer Spaniels. Yeah, because they they're like springs. In it them. it boing, wasn't. Boing, boing, boing. It wasn't good timing because I was like nine months pregnant with my second child when we got that that dog. I remember. It was not good timing for me <laughs> to have a puppy. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it went to a good home out in the country and lived a long life. So it was it happy. It lived a long, satisfied life. Nathan named it Shake because it, it shook so I'm much. not dead yet. Shut up. You're not fooling anyone, you know. Oh, dear. What? So what did you do this week? Boy, that was quick. You didn't. That was it? You just planted tulips. Well, that and normal things, but they don't want to hear about my normal things. Okay. <laughs> Doing laundry, cleaning house, working. Wow. Yeah. So what did you do? I did all sorts of things. Yeah? Yeah. Like what? Well, let's see. I worked on some websites. Mm-hmm. I did a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I do? Oh, it's been kind of a slow work week for you. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, I had tons of work, so much that I couldn't keep up with it almost. You weren't sleeping very much because you were working so much. And, and then, then all of a sudden it just dropped off. Yeah. That happens, though. I put in a bunch of auditions this week, and I got a few bites on things. Mm-hmm. But, in, you know, I don't I don't really get too excited until they sign the contract. Yeah. You just kind of don't. Yeah. I love working with this one guy, though. I have a new guy that I work with that... Uh, He'll send me an email in the morning with a 30-second commercial. I'll do it and send it back to him. I'll give him like three different versions of it. Mm-hmm. And he sends me the money right away, just like that, because he's a small business too. He's mm-hmm. a media business as well. And he likes my voice. And so his name is Chris, and he's awesome. That's good. So, so far I've done like, uh, I think I've done two jobs for him, and he has several more for me to do. And they're quite fun, actually. So Yay. thanks, Chris. Yeah. Repeat business is always wonderful. Yeah, I always like yeah. that. So, let me see. Gosh, I did a bunch of other stuff, but I, off the top of my head, I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. And I was going to share with people one of the projects, but I can't even remember what it was. I'm bad. Well, you did a lot of auditions, so you work on a bunch of different things. And I did some computer work. And, I, you know, one of the days I actually uh, spent about three hours helping my daughter. What did you help her with? Well... I'm kind of trying not to have phone envy. That's hard for you. <sighs> the Bible says thou shalt not covet. Whatever, covet. <laughs> covet means lust for something that someone else has. My my darling daughter mm-hmm. took your upgrade. Yeah. Because her phone wasn't working. Yeah, her Android died. Yeah. She had an X, Droid it, X. If she wanted to call me from college, she had to put it on speakerphone because the regular thing wouldn't work. And then we weren't guaranteed that it would work. Yeah. yeah, it was, her sound was going bye-bye. It, yeah. So she went ahead and, you know, she's been working really hard. Uh-huh. Very proud of my daughter. She started uh, the Running Start program up at the college. So she's doing her last year of, last no, two years last two of years. high school yeah. and doing it at the college so she gets when she graduates in two years she gets uh, an associate of arts degree mm-hmm. along with her diploma or her I mean she'll be graduated from high school and from uh, college at the same time mm-hmm. so and she's been working two jobs one at a coffee shop and one at Domino's Pizza and she's you know she's been very responsible and I'm, she's a good kid she's growing up now it's kind of hard but uh she decided to order the iPhone 5. Mm-hmm. And so she did. We, well, actually, I helped her. And we got her a white, or she got a white iPhone 5 from Federal Express, well, from Verizon. Mm-hmm. But uh, in Federal Express on uh, Friday it came. 
about uh, three hours before she had to go to work. And so her dear old daddy got it out for her, and we started working on it, and we finally got it all set up. And now she has all of her apps and everything on there, and she loves her new phone. Very fun. Unfortunately, Dad loves it too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But your wife says as long as our phones are working, then we don't need to pay the money to upgrade. Yeah. So we can be patient. But let's talk. Let's talk about it for a moment. And it's not fair if you if you like the other day. I think you tried to have the phone accidentally fly out of the truck. No, that's not true. Um, My, no. <laughs> you left it on the dash and I go, that could fly out the window because the window's down. And you said, oh, that would be really sad. Then I'd have to buy the iPhone 5. <laughs> I like how you do my voice. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about it for a minute because I think our audience would, would really want to know because the first question from people are or is, what's the difference between the iPhone 4S and the iPhone 5? Well, I've seen Catherine's. I haven't played with it. You've played with it, but physically, physically, what the is the difference? Is it's a like a half an inch bigger screen? Okay, and it's a lot lighter, a lot thinner. You can barely feel that it's in your hand compared to mine. Of course, I have a huge. You have a big. Huge, I have like, a military case on mine. Indestructo case. Military grade. It it's is like, pink, but it's a military grade case. It's because it's so whopping big that when you talk to Siri. <laughs> She goes, Siri, set my alarm for 8 o'clock. And it goes, I'll be back. <laughs> That's how big it is. And buff. Her I have, phone. A pink, I have a, pink, though. a buff, hot pink phone case. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but it is. Hello, Amy. Matter of fact, when we I had, have your iPhone. Oh, another thing. my Our oldest son and, and daughter-in-law. Why'd you turn me down? Because you're clipping. Now you're too loud. Our oldest son and his wife are moving to a different house. What does that have to do with the and, iPhone 5? We were talking about okay. the iPhone 5. Well, I'm talking about my case. Oh, spaghetti. I was thankful that I had this case on my iPhone Would 4S. you drop it? Yes, it was underneath the truck. I'm going, how did oh my, my phone gosh. end up under there? Because we were helping Did it move break the, at all? No. That's why I have it in this military-grade case. Okay, so the difference is between the iPhone okay, 4 so and Okay, so yes, 5. you're right. The display is larger. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's lighter. It's lighter. It's thinner. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit bigger. It's a little taller. Yeah, because it has a little bigger screen, but not m- not, not a, a huge, huge amount. amount. Yeah. Okay, so do you know the other things that are new about it? Um, I'm not totally sure, but I'm sure you can fill me in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You probably know every detail. Well, I don't know about every detail, but it does go twice as fast as the iPhone 4S. Mm-hmm. It's, in other words, its processor is faster. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a new, um, the jack is in a different place. It's not on the top, it's on the bottom now for now, your earphones. The one thing that I have to say is kind of a hassle is that... All the other, well, you and I both have iPhone 4Ss, mm-hmm. and none of the charges, chargers or um, iPhone players, you know, like we'll I, work iDocs with work with it. It's got a new power adapter. Yeah. But Catherine ordered, she found on eBay, I think, if you go to the iTunes store, it's $29 plus shipping and handling for right. the adapter. Right. But I think she found one on eBay for nine something and what does it do well you plug it in to your phone 
and then also to the dock or to and it a works with the old charger ones? and it will work with the regular yeah the Got older it. chargers well that's nice to know yeah so because we you know we're all set up to her alarm clock is her iphone dock you know and yeah. now it doesn't <laughs> she used to use it which she still could if she found it um her old ipod and um, touch would work still as a alarm clock but she doesn't know where it is right now Good. so when she gets her adapter and she can use her phone as her alarm clock got it because um the so, alarm clock that well my 4s i use it as an alarm clock and it wakes me up like that but it has to be a lot louder to wake Catherine up <laughs> i her phone can wake me up in the next room but it doesn't wake her up mm-hmm. yes she is a teenager. So, um, so what else is different? Okay, so okay, you got mostly everything about it. Now, the other thing that happened this week, and it was mm-hmm. for us as well, not just iPhone 5 users. Okay. But for the iPhone 4S and 4 users, mm-hmm. we got an, an iPod Touches that are newer. We got an a operating system upgrade. Yeah, and you did that on All both of, of our phones. And right? my iPad. Yeah, and yeah. we it's called iOS 6. But the one critique I have about it, okay. I haven't noticed anything bad about it other than the fact that I had to go and delete um, a bunch of audiobooks and, and things that I had podcasts on my phone yeah. to make room to put it on. Yeah. So I have this theory, and I told you my theory. I have this theory that they keep on putting together new um, bigger operating system so that you run out of memory and then you want to buy a new phone with larger memory. Well, I'm glad when I bought my iPad that I bought the 32 gig one. Not the, I should have got the 64. I've run out of room on it many times. And my phone, I'm constantly running out of room on I'm it. I'm constantly running out <coughs> of room on so my So the next phone one too. I get, I'm going to save up a little bit more and get th- more gigs on it because it's just not cool when I can't. I don't like running out of memory. Okay. I, how many gigs are on my phone? 16. 16. Mm-hmm. So, they have 16, 32, and 64. Remember the first computer we bought for our kids that was like the new one? And it had so much memory. We thought we would never run out. Mm-hmm. Was it even gigabytes? No, megabytes. So it was four megabytes? Of RAM. Of RAM, not gigabytes. Correct. Four megabytes, right. which is like... What, a tenth of a gigabyte, a megabyte or something? I I mean, it's just, and we thought, oh, we'll never run out of memory. I know. (laughs) So, yeah, we, yeah, now our, now my phone is probably 10 times more powerful than our first computer. Our first home computer that we had. And actually, it was even before that, we had an IBM compatible without a mouse. That we had to run DOS, DOS on. on. Yeah, yeah, that was before. Nathan we loved had, that computer. But well, I didn't like it that much. I couldn't figure out how to get out of the screensaver. <laughs> yeah, but I could play Space Quest on it, and that's all that mattered. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so we we did have some geeky things this week because Catherine got her phone. You and then they upgraded our the iOS. Yeah, yeah, all that jazz. It's a lot of fun. So. Yeah, and then we've been looking for hosts to help us with. You're going to be our first guest host on the Ragtag Fugitive podcast, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it should be yeah. fun. And so we got a lot of other volunteers all the way up and yeah, until the fire and space. I think, I think our son Nathan 
Yeah, he's um, going to be on one. He's going to be a guest host one week too. And Brian Dunn will be on there, so we're oh, excited fun. for that. And also, uh, Jeff Job's going to be on the the Western one, Red Eye, hmm. the Lost or and the Lost Warrior, I think is what it is. And then there's another one that um, uh, my good buddy Mark from uh, from Seattle. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on the one with Commander Kane. Now is he going to Skype with us, or is he going to? Are yeah. we going to meet up with him and do it? Well, I'd like to meet up with him, but I I doubt we'll be able to. So we'll Skype. You never know. He showed up one day. I know it was awesome. Coming back from the beach. What a one nice day. guy! Yeah, he's such a nice guy. He only lives two hours away. Yeah. that's not too far. Yeah, he bought us our tickets to um, to uh, uh, what was the show? Was it the Avengers? Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you. we don't go to movies an awful lot, so. But that I, was nice of him. We yeah. didn't expect that. He's like, have you seen it yet? I said, no. He goes, well, here, go see it. I'm like, jeez, oh, Mark. He's like, I'm coming back from the beach, so I thought I'd just drop you off some money and go to the movies. That so, was so funny. We so would have gone with him if he would have had the time. That yeah, would have been a lot of fun. He had to get home for something. Or else and we let me take this moment to say thank you to all of you that are so nice to Amy and I. We, uh, we have a, a few people that give every month to the podcast to help it stay going and you don't realize how much that really helps us. It really, really does. Because if you add up all the different people that help us, you know, it's 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 not a huge amount, but it certainly helps a lot. And we just want to say thank you to all of you that have helped out. That's really, really kind of you. They've gone to the, uh, some of them give, like there's a little monthly button they can push. And some of people just give one time. But uh, they all, most of them do it through PayPal which I think is really cool of you all. Thank you very, very much. But we got we got a donation today in the mail from uh, some friends of ours that use PayPal, but he just he does it through a, a, like a payroll deduction thing, and so it automatically sends his bills yeah. out. It's kind of cool. I think his bank is set up yeah. to mail out whatever. But you that, know, that's really kind of them. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, who, who help out. That's really kind. Yeah. Was there anything else that uh, that we had this, this week that we needed to talk about? I think we got mostly everything. I did a big yeah. computer project last night and today, mm-hmm. and that was kind of fun, kind of And, and now I have my dining room table back again. <laughs> yeah, I transferred a bunch of files for a, a client over to his new laptop, mm-hmm. and so got that all taken care of. Nathan helped me a little bit with it, so that was cool. Yeah, we need to get Nathan his tools back, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I got his little toolkit here. Tools. I'll take it to church with me tomorrow. Yeah. Because uh, tomorrow I'm doing some music in church. And I'm doing muffins in church. What? I have to make muffins. What? Muffins? Muffins, yes. Mm. I've been making muffins the last few weeks and taking them Sweet. to church. Sweet. Yeah. I'm oh. I'm not sure what, what I'm going to do. I'm thinking about oatmeal blueberry. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm not sure if that if people will eat them as well because of the oatmeal in them. I don't know. The oatmeal's good for you. So I'm thinking about it. Okay. Well, everybody, we will be right back with the main subject for today. I think you're going to like it. David and the Giants music appropriately 
put into the podcast because today we're talking about uh, the second part of the life of David. Yeah. Now, last week, what did we talk about last week about David? Well, we talked a little bit about um, his background and how the ba- the background of Samuel the prophet who anointed David as a, a little shepherd boy to be the next king of Israel. Basically appointed him for God. Yeah. To kingship. But but there's a problem there because there's already king in place. There's already a king and he was kind of a king who had mental problems. Yeah. He was he was having some major issues with life. King Saul kind of messed up. Yeah. Okay, he didn't kind of, he did. He messed up a lot. And he lost the blessing from God, and so God picked somebody else. And what we learned last week that I thought was fascinating was that um, Jesse, the the dad of of, uh, David, Mm -hmm. had uh, several other sons, Mm -hmm. and he lined them all up. And when the prophet came to find the king, there was he couldn't find one. He was supposed to, you know, all these kids looked awesome. They were, you know, some of them were buff and other handsome and all these different things. But he went through them all and there wasn't anybody. God didn't tell him to anoint any of them. Mm-hmm. And then he said to, to Jesse, he said, do you have any more kids? <laughs> and he goes, well, I've got one. He's the youngest. He's out in the field. Watching the sheep. <laughs> watching the sheep. And he said, well, go get him. Go fetch him. So they brought him. And, of course, his name was David. He was just a young guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Samuel looked at him, and God said, "That's the guy." So he was promised to be the king be- far long before he ever was. Mm-hmm. And so, interesting things we're going to pick up now with the story of David after he um, is anointed as king, but he is not serving as king, mm-hmm. and he's still a young man, mm-hmm. and his brothers. Are serving in the in the Israeli army, yeah. And he is going to go and take them some food because I don't think he was old enough to be in the army yet, was he? Um, I think I, he, maybe he could have just started out, yeah. but he was still taking care of some of the things back at home. Yeah, he was taking care of the sheep um, for his father, um, being the youngest. You know, most of the time. And um, so this is this is a yeah, a background have. really story now mm-hmm. again. Of you know you hear this story in Sunday school or you hear it talked about about David and Goliath and we all have heard the the kid story that you know that uh, David was a little shepherd boy and he took a stone and he put it in a sling and threw it against the giant's head and then uh, you know and knocked the giant dead. That's what we've the story we've heard, right? Yeah. But there's way more to the story than that. Well. And a little bit of background, when I was researching for this, I, I looked up a little bit about the people that were fighting against um, David's people, against the Hebrew people. Right. And... Um, they were, were they Israelites yet? Well, yeah. 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 They were Israel. and. Um, but it was the Philistines. It was the Philistine they, Philistines they were fighting against. And Philistines were an Algean people. They came from the island they of... They came from Algae? They came from, like, the Algean Sea. Maybe from Atlantis. From the island of Crete. Not Atlantis, but... They weren't Atlanteans? No. But they were a, they were a seagoing people. 
And um, they worshipped um, a god named Dagon, who actually some pictures show him like, like a dragon, like a half fish. Oh, fish! Like half, half. He was the fertility god that they worship, god of war and fertility. Kind of an interesting combination. Mm. So, like the top part was a warrior, and the bottom part was a fish. Wow. Um, not all character not all ancient drawings were of that but quite a few showed him like a fish god okay so the philistines served a fish god but the interesting thing is at one point the um, country of israel had driven them out but after saul messed up the philistines kind of came back and they were actually in the the israel territory um, at this point, they came back to taunt them and to make war with them. Like, um, yeah. So they taunted them the second time, kind of thing. You know, I told so. them we've already got one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you silly <laughs> English niggin. And <laughs> at their height, the the Philistines had about thirty thousand people, which um, we don't think is a big number, but that's a big number. A huge number. That's a big number. But yeah, that's you know that's a pretty pretty good sized tribe and and they were pretty powerful because they had ships, they had resources. Um. Well, let's set up the scenario then. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where are we at in the Bible on this? This is Genesis, not Genesis. Gen- we're not in Genesis. We're in First Samuel chapter seventeen. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go to BibleGateway.com. Mm-hmm. Let's go there right now. W W O. Might help if I put my browser up so I could read it, huh? Yeah. Dot BibleGateway.com. You can do this at home or on your mobile device or wherever you're at. And First. then it just came up to BibleGateway.com. I'm going to write in, what what was it again? First Samuel. 1 Samuel. Chapter 17. 17. And it's kind of a long chapter. We don't so have to read the whole thing. You you can kind of, you know, read through. Rick Rick reads faster than I do, so I told them before we started today he was going to be the designated reader. <laughs> I'm the designated <laughs> I'm the designated reader. Yeah, normally you I read. don't drink and read at the same time. Okay. S- stop. <laughs> Behave yourself right now. So, um, <laughs> what was that Swedish? <laughs> Behave yourself right now. Okay, so we're in First Samuel, which is a book in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. There's and, first and second, and we're talking about Goliath and a little interesting facts about Goliath here. Um, that he was possibly a descendant of the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, which um, we oh, talked about. Oh, we talked about these guys not too long we ago. We talked about um, Genesis chapter 6, mm-hmm. um, talked about the Nephilim. And Where the angels had sex with the, well, with the humans? Something like that. It's a little bit unclear. There's a little controversy around that, but... Needless to say, they were giants. They, they were, were bigger than your average bear. Much bigger. Matter of fact. Bigger it, than your average bear? When I was doing research, um, it Boo-boo, turns get out. Get the picnic basket? If you, if you convert the the Old Testament measures of the cubit and the span into our, our today's um, 
English uh-huh. standard units, yeah. he would have been about 11 feet and four inches. Wow, that's bigger than any basketball player I've ever met. Yeah, that's very tall. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's just a little background on Goliath. Very huge, very strong. And, and let's find out what he's doing. We'll find out about him. All right, in chapter 17 of 1 Samuel, in the New Living Translation now I'm reading from, it says, The Philistines now mustered their army for battle and camped between Soko and Judah and Azekah, and, oh my gosh, Ephesadamon, okay? <laughs> Sounds like like drugs you would take. <laughs> hey, pass me the Ephesadamon. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Saul encountered, um, Saul countered by gathering the Israelite troops near the Valley of Elah. So the Philistines and Israelites faced each other on opposite hills with the valley between them. Okay, so now we got the, the case where we got one army on one hill, and the other army on the other hill. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was as heavy as and thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor-bearer walked ahead of him, carrying a shield. Okay, so we've got ourselves RoboCop big time. Yeah, now this translation said 9. Another place I looked up said 11 feet. But, you know, either way, that's tall. Our ramps go to 11. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, nine's pretty tall too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've got a guy here that has some serious weapons with him, and he's even he's got such such huge stuff that he's got a guy that carries his shield for him. Mm-hmm. That says something, doesn't it? Yeah. So Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across the Israelites. I told you he taunted him a second time. Why are you Actually. all coming out to fight? No, he didn't <laughs> sound like that. Actually, he says you did it like 40 times or more. So. Why are you all coming out to fight, he called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. You know, another thing that I read about that was interesting, it was um, actually on a, a Jewish website where a rabbi did a commentary that when, when the Philistine Goliath came out to taunt them, he chose to do it in the morning and at, at night. Right when they were going to be praying. Right during their prayer time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had certain prayers that they usually recited as um, Jewish believers and Jewish, you know, followers of God. And and he came and taunted them right at their prayer time. I'm going, well, that makes sense. What a naughty boy. Go ahead. <laughs> Never heard of Goliath <laughs> referred to as a naughty boy. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, he only be... Amy can, you know. <laughs> but I mean, when this big, that be... huge, hairy, giant guy, and she's what a <laughs> naughty little boy. 
but wouldn't that be irritating? The time that you set aside, you you set aside for you know reflection and for talking to God for worship, you know whatever your 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 quiet time, your special time with God. Okay, and then this devil of a brute comes and taunts you at that time. (laughs) Well, I think spiritually, if you look at this story, not only is it an interesting story in the in the physical and the natural. But in the spiritual, if you think about this, how many of us have had situations where it seems like life or maybe another person or maybe a situation is taunting us mm-hmm. at the, the most inopportune times? Yeah. And what's, what it says here, right before we get into the next part, was that uh, not only did the king hear it, but also all the, all the officers, all, everybody heard it. Mm-hmm. And it says they were afraid and shaken. Mm-hmm. It, it upset them deeply shaken yeah terrified mm-hmm. and i don't know about you but fear is a strong motivator when it comes to stopping people from going to for their dreams yeah and i think a lot of times we can have things that are taunting us and shaking us deep inside and we don't move because of it and they were stuck there for a long time mm-hmm. waiting and just getting taunted and basically you know their morale was being destroyed so let's go on and see what happens. Because okay. now this is, you know, you don't hear about this in the Sunday school story. So this is kind of cool to hear the actual what really happened. Mm-hmm. So now we've got it set up. Um, we've got a situation on our hands where the armies are terrified. Well, the one army is, and th- they're not supposed to be, but they are. And it says now, David was the son of a man named Jesse. Now, we remember we heard about him last time. Mm-hmm. And Eph- Ephrathite. Ephrathite, something like that, of from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at the time, and he had eight sons. Jesse's three oldest sons, Elab, Abinadab, and Shimea, had already joined Saul's army to fight the Philistines. David was the youngest son. David's three oldest brothers stayed um, with, with Saul's army. But David went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. So apparently he went back and forth to help out, but he was still helping his dad. For 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army. That's a long time. It's a month and 10 days, everybody. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. One day, Jesse said to David, Take this basket of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers and give these ten cuts of cheese to their captain. (coughs) Excuse me. See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report on how they're doing. David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the Valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. So David left the sheep with another shepherd, and he set out early the next morning with the gifts, as Jesse had directed him. But arrive, uh, as he arrived at the camp, just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries, soon the Israelites and Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistines' ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt 
to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giant? The men asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He'll give him the man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. David asked the soldiers standing nearby, What will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway, that he's allowed to defy the armies of the living God? And these men gave David the same reply. They said, Yes, that is the reward for killing him. But when David's older brother Eliab heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway? he demanded. What about these few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. What have I done now? David replied. I was only asking a question. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer. Then David's question was reported to King Saul, and the king sent for him. Dum, 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 dum. I added the music. <laughs> I, I figured that. Yeah. So here we go. Don't worry about the Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I've done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. Then, armed only with his shepherd's staff and a sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked out towards David with his shield-bearer ahead of him sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Ha ha ha! I am a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here, and I'll give you a... I'll read it right. Come over here, and I'll give you or your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. So David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Today, the Lord will conquer you and will kill you and cut off your head, and then 
I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know what the Lord rescues his people, but not with the sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give it to us. Give you to us. (laughs) So as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and to cut off his head. Oh my gosh. This this is a little rated R here. Sorry about that, but it's in the Bible. Like they haven't ever seen this kind of thing. (laughs) When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and they ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. The bodies of the dead and wounded Philistines were strewn all along the road from Shariam as far as Gath and Ekron. Then the Israelites' army returned and plundered the deserted Philistines' camp. David took the Philistines' head to Jerusalem, but he stored the man's armor in his own tent. As Saul watched David go out to fight the Philistine, he asked Abner, the commander of his army, Abner, whose son is this young man? I really don't know, Abner declared. Well, find out who he is, the king told him. As soon as David returned from killing Goliath, Abner brought him to Saul with the Philistine's head still in his hand. Tell me about your father, young man, Saul said. And David replied, his name is Jesse, and we live in Bethlehem. Wow. Wouldn't that just be the oddest thing? You know, he comes in with with Goliath's sword in one hand and, and Goliath's head in another. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Kind of gory. <laughs> this is like... Horror, yeah, but, horror movie kind of thing. But, but think about this in a spiritual context. Yeah. A miracle happened that day because instead of when we think, you know, powerful takeover, we think of big armies and we think of power and money and weapons and all this stuff. And what God proved that day through this, this young man was that it was more important to have God on your side than it was to have armor and weapons and all these other things. And what we saw there was God proved himself and and the people that were serving God were delivered out of the hands of the Philistines and, and were given a victory. And it's really an interesting thing, and I think that um, there's a lot of symbolism that we see in this whole thing. Well, David... You know, at this point, he's he's a fairly young man. It doesn't say exactly his age, but he's the youngest of the the eight boys. He has seven older brothers, and and they didn't live to they didn't live a long time at that point. Yeah, I mean, if his older brothers are young enough to still be fighting, yeah. you know, they can't be that old. So, um, you know, he's a young man, but. It seems like he has amazing courage because when when 
Everyone else was trembling and afraid, even the leaders. He was like, you know, saying, hey, he's just a uncircumcised Philistine. You know, who's he compared to our big, living, powerful God? Well, yeah. You know? Basically, he was saying, well, this guy doesn't even have a covenant with the God that we serve. Yeah. And you guys are all afraid of him? Yeah. Why don't we go and take care of him? You know, I mean, I'll take care of him. And they were all, they made fun of him, you know, on the whole schmear. And he convinced Saul finally that he could do it. Must have been his, the spirit that he had about him because that would have been crazy to send a young kid out there like that. But but he had he delivered. He, he must have had something. Well, I mean, his that, speech to him was true. I mean, he he had killed bears and lions and you know with his bare hands well, with a club. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. So he was skilled at taking care of predators, and this Goliath guy, he just thought, oh, that's ridiculous. He can't be saying this stuff about God and us. Come on, mm-hmm. let's go. And and what was so interesting is in in our lives, there are many times that we come up against things that f- it feels like a giant. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of times that we will try with our own resources. Well, you just have that whole scenario of him taking on Saul's armor. Mm-hmm. which didn't fit him, and he couldn't walk in it. He couldn't do what he was supposed to do in it because it wasn't natural to him. Yeah. And sometimes we can take drastic measures in our life to try and get through a situation where we feel like an enemy is coming against us, and we we just don't feel right about it. It doesn't work for us. When the whole idea and lesson behind this whole story for everybody involved was that God can fight his own battles and he can use the simplest of things to stop the defiance and the and the mocking things that come against us. And I think it's really interesting when David had the courage when seasoned warriors didn't. Mm-hmm. But it was beca- it wasn't because he was so tough. It was because he believed that God was on his side. Mm-hmm. Or he was on God's side. <laughs> I guess that's the better way to put it. But I just think that that's a really interesting scenario. So David and Goliath is a is much more than just a Sunday school story. It's really a life lesson for us to look at the things that might come against us. And this this is one of the things that we find, again, a character trait about David, that he was brave. He wasn't necessarily brave because of his own abilities, even though he was skilled, obviously, with a sling. It was more of his courageous attitude and the fact that he was not going to let someone that had no relationship with God and that was mocking God and and his people, he wasn't going to let him get away with that. And he believed in the power of God that if he stepped up and did what he was supposed to do, that God would meet him. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times in our own lives, we're afraid to step up. But you know what? When we finally let go of all the things that we think are going to work for us and we open up to God helping us, that's when he steps right up to the plate and does. And I think that's this is a great lesson if we apply it to our own lives. You know, what, Goliath, do you have in your life? What's been telling you you can't do it? What's been holding you back? Um, perhaps it's time to put faith in God. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm not trying to be preachy or anything, but I am saying that it works. And, and that we find from this story, obviously, that God came through at a very desperate time for these folks. And I don't know about you, but I've been in situations where 
some pretty nasty stuff has come against us and and me and and without faith in God I really don't know where I'd be today because that's really what has brought me through and and although things have haven't always turned out the way I thought they should um God's been there and he's taken you know he's got us through it so very very interesting lesson that we learn in the story of David and Goliath and the fact that David's character is he's very brave and he's courageous because he knows God Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing that stood out to me, which it's kind of, I'm like, should I bring it up or not? But if you look through the Bible, um, there's a lot of repeats of different numbers. And there's people that write whole books on this. But as we we're reading about Goliath taunting the people of Israel for 40 days, it reminded me of some other times in the Bible, like when it stormed and rained hard and turbulently <laughs> um, for Noah and the ark. Um, it rained 40 days and 40 nights. Um, here, Goliath taunted the people of Israel for 40 days, 40 nights. And um, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And it just came to me that, you know, sometimes we can put up with things for a while. <laughs> and we can just go, well, you know, this is annoying, but, you know, just one more day. But there comes a point in all of our lives where we have to say, enough is enough. <laughs> 40 days and 40 nights of this is enough. We're not going to go to 41. And, you know, and so that's that just comes to a point, all that to say, you know, we're going to come to our own problems in life. And at that point, you know, when it gets to be enough is enough, we need to take it to God and ask him to give us that courage that David had and um, or the courage that Jesus had or the courage that Noah had. There's a lot of good um examples in the Bible of, of people who who came through the storms of life with faith in God. Well, and, and boiling it all down, I mean, our greatest recommendation is try God out because if you do, you won't be sorry. He He will come through. And and having faith in God is is really in our own selves is hard to do, but but he gives us the strength to do it. And and I just I just think it's really cool when you include him in things. You can do so much more in the area of courage and and uh, and success, and and I just think that's really cool I, to, to take the underdog like David, mm-hmm. who wasn't even thought of well because he was just a shepherd kid, and turn him into a magnificent warrior in front of everybody. That says a lot. Well, you know, it's God then. Yeah. You know, there's there's another warrior in the Bible who was a coward. He didn't even have faith. Gideon. Yeah, Gideon. Yeah. And I think we've talked about him before that he was such a coward that he would hide, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, but God took someone who didn't even have the bravery of David and turned him into uh, someone that was smart and wise and and was a man of faith, a, a person who trusted God and followed yeah. what God said and and God would bring great victories for 
for him and for for his people because he listened to him. And I think that's probably a key there. Yeah. <laughs> is um is not just believing in God, but listening and obeying God. Yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah. let's pray for everybody and then um uh, we'll be back after that prayer to talk about what we're going to talk about next week. So let's pray. Father, thank you for all that you do in our lives and in our hearts. And God, all of us have Goliaths in our life. We have things that taunt us or hold us back or scare us. So we ask, God, that you would help us to have faith in you, that we might put our faith and our trust in you to get us through. And not just to get by, but to actually win. <laughs> we pray, God, that you would you would help our dreams to come true and and give us the courage and the strength as we trust you to overcome the giants in our life. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cool. Okay, so we'll be right back to introduce next week's subject. Stick around. On September 22nd, 2004, Oceanic Flight 815 left Sydney, Australia, bound for Los Angeles, and crashed on a remote and mysterious island somewhere in the South Pacific. The survivors quickly realized this was no ordinary island. The groundbreaking Emmy Award-winning drama Lost ran on ABC television from September 22, 2004 to May 23, 2010, and remains to this day one of the greatest television series of all time. Relive every moment of this amazing series as we reopen the hatch and take you deep inside each episode of this epic series. My name is Joyce. And I'm Al. And on our show, Lost Flight 815, we'll cover each episode of this immensely popular series in a unique way. We'll watch the show as we record and share our thoughts and lost facts while you listen to the episode with us. So tune in to the Lost 815 podcast and visit us on the web at www.lostflight815.com and relive one of the greatest shows of all time. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at LostFlight815. You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast. Thank you, Jen. Isn't Jen cool? Yeah, thanks, Jen. From the Anomaly podcast. Mm -hmm. She's cool. I like her and Angela and all the rest of the awesome Anomaly ladies. By the way, have you listened to the latest Anomaly podcast with, uh, with uh, I think it's Casey and Sue talking about Doctor Who? I haven't, but uh, I'm going to yeah. have to. The only thing is, is I'm really behind because I started listening to... Like the first season, I'm on the second season of the reboot. So that's like 2006, I oh think. Oh my gosh. So right. I'm way behind. So yeah. what they're talking about, I think, is the new series. Yeah. So yeah. it might not make sense yeah. yet. Um, also, that cool promo for the Lost Flight 815 mm -hmm. is awesome. It's from our friends, Alan Joyce. Yeah. They, and I think they're starting up, I believe they're starting up the Amazing Race podcast pretty soon because that's going to start on CBS. So you have to check them out. They got a bunch of different podcasts they do, and they're going to, they have a cool thing coming up that we'll tell you all about soon, very soon. So what's cool. next week, my dear? Next week, it's best friends and family problems. Oh, 
We got soap operas going on next week, huh? Yes. Um, yeah, David's life gets a little drama. Drama. It's got some drama. Yeah, quite a bit. You know, really, it, yeah, King David's life is, is a bit of a rated R movie. Um, <laughs> you, you're always doing that. But, yeah, it, it, it's action-packed, yeah. action-packed, intrigue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Excitement, adventure. Excitement, adventure. So you'll have to tune in next week. And I will probably probably wind up next week and then go on to a different character. But we wanted to, to hit just a little bit of the characteristics of King David and why he was so important in the Bible and so I think we're so far we've done pretty good. So we've got one more week of that, and then we'll jump into another character. So my dear, mm-hmm. say what you need to say. This has been a oh, how do you get a hold of us first? Uh-huh. Okay, I was confused. That's all right. Go ahead. Okay, so if you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us at either Rick at takeinwithyou dot com mm-hmm. or Amy at takeinwithyou dot com. This is correct. Or you can get a hold of us on our Facebook pages. Yeah. That's um. Facebook.com forward slash Rick dot Moyer, M-O-Y-E-R, or or Facebook.com forward slash Amy dot Moyer. Correct. And you're welcome to get a hold of us anytime. We love love emails. Getting, yeah, we love getting emails from listeners. We're lonely. Questions from listeners. So lonely. We might not know the answer. Oh, I'm a lonely boy. I'll try to find out for you, and I I don't know how I get through these podcasts with Rick being so crazy, but it's fun, right? It's Say goodnight, boring. Gracie. Come on. Good night, Gracie. This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. Thank you, my dear. See you next week, everybody. Thanks, Aim. You're welcome. Thank you, dear. Hey, enjoy this David and the Giants music as we end.
Kenny, and I'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter? Do you consider yourself a brown coat or a twihard? Are you into cosplaying, LARPing, a furry? Can you speak Klingon or Elvish? Can you name all the doctors and their companions? Do you just love football or can't get enough of your favorite music group? Then this podcast is for you, Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I sit down with a fanboy or fangirl and discuss their fandom and how it affects their daily lives. Be it geeky, sporty, or musical, fandoms can span a wide range of people. So come subscribe to Confessions of a Fanboy on iTunes. Or visit us online at confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and take a listen to fellow fans talk about the love for their fandom.